Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. And Aguilar, 12 feet away, left or late, holding the ball. Now he's going to back in, spins, turning with the left hand hook shot. No good, but it comes to Cam Jones. Open three. Thank you very much. You know it's going in. Sweet by Cam Jones, who's now up to 29. Here's Alexander, he slows down the right angle. His shot is blocked away by Taylor. Taylor, left wing pass, hit three point shot. Good for Danis Jenkins. Jenkins has 23. This one's tipped and taken away. McDowell batting it ahead to Harris. Oh. Alab, Timberlake, Aslam. Are you kidding me? Timberlake takes it to the top floor and throws it down. Brady right Smith, top of the key. A Mason Gillis three is on the way. Triple time. Thank you, Mason Gillis. Drop. Gary with 19, his third from deep tonight. Pass to underhand to Gary. Steps back for a three. A career high 22 for Jawan Gary. Good morning. Welcome into Herd Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. And we are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's DB. I'm Ravi Lula. What's going on, man? Hi. What's up? How we doing? I'm all right. How was your weekend? Oh, it was okay. Yeah? Apparently, my energy's bad, though. That's what... Uh, your energy's bad? Nah, I mean, I said something the other day about, you know, energy doesn't lie. Yeah. Apparently, I'm not giving off good energy. So, I, I'm going to have a spark. Yeah. I'm going to pour a nice little... It smells like powder. Well, yeah, because it is a powder. I know. That's the problem. I know. It's all right. We'll get through um, it. A little pre-workout. Yeah, it's good. A uh, couple guys got a, you know, it was it was fine. How were the uh, districts the on Saturday? Districts were good. Yeah. yeah big, big, uh, big Tuesday tomorrow. Yeah. It's not Super Tuesday or anything. It's different. That's a different thing. Yeah. Used to be Big Monday and Super Tuesday. Yeah, so... They I'm don't a do little, that anymore. Can we do away with something, though? The Friday night college basketball thing is annoying. Yeah, it's a little too much. Uh, a lot of times it's Big Ten, too, I yeah. hate to say. But, um, the Big East had a couple this year, which was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah, Operation Poo Poo. Yeah, let's get rid of the Friday nights. We're not, not a fan. I need a day that we can just like mark off as not having to worry about it. Yeah. You know? So officially, I think I have the cleanest garage in America. Nice. Um. My buddy Chris uh, hung a mirror for me. In the garage? Uh, no. Okay. Not, not, a, not a lot of well, vanity like, going on in the garage. Maybe you want to like, get all the angles of your car. You want to make sure it's all clean. And I don't know. I had to move the Blackstone to the deck. It's about that time. Okay. All right. And then um, got to get a couple lights. For the deck? Yes. That time I, of year? I, so is this very non-manly that I brought it in for somebody smarter than me to tell me what I needed to get? No. I mean, I could look at it, but Shane, I don't know. It's like. I appreciate you acknowledging what you don't know. Right. Um, so I have a, f- is this, this is a floodlight, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a flash. It's a, it's a, it's a light bulb for yeah. a deck. Yeah. That's all I can tell. That's all I can tell you. And um, I got to, I got to meet coach at about 11. Yeah. Which coach is that? There's a lot of coaches out there, DB. Closer to like 10:45, I hope. All right. Well, he's he's very. He doesn't sit still, so it'll be pretty. It'll, he's, he's a moving target. You try to very very <laughs> much so. 
And apparently he likes for his guys to dunk because uh, it, it was flooding my timeline. I was like, okay, I'm over it. Is that bad? Like, was I super Walt Kowalski? Yeah, I think you maybe were a little bit of a curmudgeon on that one. Yeah, I was like, okay, I just want to win. Like, can they hoop? Can they, can, they, can they play football? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – That's a, really all I care about. I know. Right? I, I think – but, okay, you have to – I know you have to take off DB hat for a second. Okay, which one is that? That's just like the – That's the, like the, the analyst, the, former player hat. You got to take that one off for a second. Okay, cool. All right. Put wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Take that one off. Okay. Put the fan hat on for a second. I know you don't. I know you don't break that one out very often. But okay. from a fan perspective, it's a cool thing to that watch. It was cool. It's a cool thing to watch. I honestly. So this is. I have it in my notes, and you're probably like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. It reminded me of this thing that I went to when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I think it was a. This is terrible, by the way. Yeah, it looks bad. Do you want to smell it? Nope. I've smelled it before. I'm good. Um. It reminded me of there was this thing that Nebraska – I don't know how often they did it, but Nebraska football players used to do when they were seniors. Yeah, I did that. The basketball thing? Yeah, I, I jumped off your boy's back multiple times. Which, which boy? Verzal. Oh, did you? And he would lift me with his hands. So I think it was – I'm trying – Jock Vaughn. Yes. He – it's one of the coolest things I've seen to this day. RIP to his coaching prowess in Brooklyn. Well, Fair. Um, he got replaced by an Ollie, though. He uh, <laughs> he was laying down at half court uh-huh. and made a half court shot laying down. Oh, really? Which was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get what that would take. It takes some tremendous core strength. Core strength. Obviously, got a little tricep involved there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw a guy do a backhand spring out of bed. That's from, a, his, from his back. That's aggressive. It was LP. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, Clinton was there uh, at the one I was at. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, because I remember he was the one guy whose autograph I couldn't get. So my mom. I know it in my, like, I can, I know it in my head. My mom, like, chased him down. Where was he? So he was, he, like, went back to the locker room super fast. Yeah, sounds like him. And. Did he have cool shoes? He usually wore, he always. I don't remember shoes. He was wearing. He always wore good basketball shoes. I remember, though, he was wearing a Notre Dame jacket. What? I was like, I'm a kid, right? Yeah. I'm like, what What's happening here? But my mom gave like this sob story about how he was one of my, and I did. I really liked Clinton when he played. Yeah. And, you know, he yeah. I'm not gonna go there this morning. I'm not gonna do it. So even as a even as a peer, yeah, I love the way he looked in his gear. Like you usually don't. Even in high school, like I I kind of tried. We had this thing. Like we I was over there mm-hmm. every. Every week. Yeah. Right? He had a pool table downstairs. It was nobody ever bothered us. I, I really liked his brothers. And uh he had like he wore this neck roll. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, because he loves he like he really liked Eric Dickerson. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh I already had I was already wearing the Rex specs, so I tried to go with the whole cowboy collar thing and it just didn't quite look like his. <laughs> No, he looked he he looked the part for sure, and he tore us up. Uh, so he yeah he like went back. So my mom like kind of like worked her way back, and she's like, hey, you know my son's a big fan. I'm like eight or nine years old at this point, 
because hey my son's a big fan like is there any chance like he's one of his favorite players and so they like took me back to the locker room with my Nebraska poster and he like signed it for me oh that's cool it was super cool but that's what this reminded me of so like maybe I'm just overly nostalgic about this type and of I'm thing. and I'm not so that like that's probably what you're I'm the I'm the anti-nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, you're the total opposite. And usually I am too. But it was part of the reason – I don't know if you ever had one of these moments. It was part of the reason I liked it so much is because I had no idea we were going. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a total surprise to me. My mom's like, hey, get in the car. we got to run some errands, whatever. And we roll up to Millard West, which I had never been to before because it opened like that year. Mm-hmm. It was like 96 or whatever. And we go, and I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm very confused. There's a lot of people there. We walk in and I see all of these Huskers who I'm obsessed that was, that with. That was peak, and he was the year he left the easier. He was before the year before him. you. Yeah. yeah. So this was like spring '96. Even though we we came in together. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you redshirted here, right? Yeah, and he came. I th- was he no was he prop? I can't even remember. He only played three years. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it was his prop year. Um. But so it was a super cool. So I saw this. That's the first place my head went. I got transported back like 30 years to being a kid watching these guys. I mean, they played a whole game, but but they, but they dunked and they did the half court shot. And, and it was perfect too for that game because of the the arena was lit. Yes, it was. It was a. I mean, Coach Rule has an incredible knack for kind of timing and feeling these things out. Mm-hmm. You call it his discernment, and I don't know. I don't have a better word for it. Yeah. But, like, feeling out situations and people and circumstances yeah, he's... and knowing the right thing to do. Like, does it win the many football games? Absolutely not. Are a lot of the guys, or at least a couple of the guys that we saw yesterday, probably even going to factor into winning football games? Probably not. Like, I don't know how much Heinrich Harburg's going to factor into winning football games next year. I don't know how much Jeremiah Charles. He may start. Jeremiah Charles. Okay, fair. I thought you were going to say in Heinrich for a second. I was like, at H-back? You ready to fight already? No, I was just asking. Um, <laughs> yeah, Charles, Charles he, he's one to watch. Fair. That's totally fair. He's 100% one to watch. Uh, super athletic freak. He's, you know, got the track stuff and, and whatever, like. He's one of those guys. Yeah, the, I don't know. The track and field exploits from the football team last weekend were last week were pretty, pretty cool. Pretty good. Jalen Lloyd's. They uh, both go over twenty four feet. Yep. Jalen Lloyd's the real deal. He's just getting started. So there, he kind of has a reprieve with, with strength training too. Oh you know, because yeah. Because of track, yeah. yeah. Which I, I don't know that I like. I'm not mad. He's doing track. But I feel like he could. Yeah, the balance is a the balance is always interesting. Yeah. But he put on so much mass just last year. Jalen. Oh, he yeah. looked amazing. I was like, so maybe he can do enough over the summer to. And he's got, he's, he's got one of those frames that that is easy yeah. to add on to. Yeah. As uh, long as long as he's staying explosive, the mass can come at any point. Right. Fair. Which the track probably helps with yeah. the explosiveness, right? So, but you know. That's why I like that kind of stuff is I, I get it doesn't help you win any football games, right? I don't know how much Emmett Johnson is going to help you win football games next year. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I, don't I, know. Like, I like EJ. You guys poo-poo on EJ. I'm not poo-pooing at him. I just don't know. At some point, we'll have some shows where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why I think Emmett Johnson is better than people give him credit. Totally for. fair. I will say, when he tried to jump over Matt Rule, I was like, that's not happening. He's close. He, was clo- he, he wasn't. Getting- the greatest athletic feat in that whole deal was the way he cushioned his fall. 
Yeah. That was pretty spectacular. Because that could have gone badly. Could have gone awkward. Yeah, that could have gone badly. But he's rolled off it. He's he I, I I'm a big I'm I like him a lot. I don't dislike EJ. I just I don't know with, you know, some of the transfers they brought in, some of the maybe guys yeah. coming back off of injuries or not. I don't know. I don't know how much he's gonna contribute. He maybe he will a ton. I have no idea. My point is, while that doesn't help you win anything. It was the catalyst to a forty five point second half. I mean Got the crowd tuned up pretty good for him. They, I, I couldn't believe the tale of. Were you so okay? So I watched all the pressers. Were you surprised that there was such reference to the second half two months ago? I yeah, kinda. I I don't know. I don't look. I generally don't think something that happened two months ago is going to even if it's same like opponent well I'm reluctant to say that I just don't know how because you never know how something makes you feel sure and sometimes time doesn't matter that's right so like I mean if we don't if if we're not in our fields after FSU a year later I still know what that heck 20 some odd years later I still know what that felt like fair so I don't know about I was surprised to see to hear Coach Hoiberg reference it. Mm, that's fair. You know, because usually coaches don't – so many things happen in between. They usually downplay. And you, yeah, they do. And you try to stay in the moment. But he, they, unabashed, he was – he's kind of – he's put it out there all year, though. Like, I think he knows he has a team where he can say some things to and in the media, and, and they respond. This, this is a very, very, very close-knit group. At some you can tell they like one another. At some point, we're going to have to have an in-depth discussion on Fred Hoiberg because I, I've been incredibly impressed with what he's done the last two years. I feel like he is an entirely different person than he was before that, at Nebraska at least. Well, you got to remember, his staff changed. Right. He's the same guy that hired that staff, though. Yeah, but so when you have a working relationship with guys, mm-hmm. like this, for this instance, we'll use Abdo Massey. Yeah, that's who we're all thinking about. Um, but there's one. There, okay, so there's a couple though. But let's take him as the main one. That's the one that he gets the main villainization because of the way the roster was built. Now, w- when you're used to working with a guy a certain way, mm-hmm. and you've had success with it, when it doesn't go that way, sometimes you just innately you. You, you be who you have to be. doesn't mean he wasn't capable of being that person. It just means that the way that it was, he no longer has. That's fair. I, I think what it was for me was... Does that make sense? It does. I felt like he wasn't interested in being this person, like this version of a coach. I, it seemed like he liked the situation of, okay, this guy does the recruiting, I go over here and I coach, and never the twain shall meet, right? Like, that's what it felt like from the outside looking in from the way people were talking about it that's kind of how it went down at Iowa State you know that to me and maybe I was making assumptions right I'm totally willing to admit that felt like eh, I'm not totally interested in doing the whole college coaching thing you go get me the players and I'll coach them up that's what it felt like like you think the perception was he wasn't as it wasn't as interested invested maybe is the right word of being I was just trying to figure out that's what it seemed like to me. Okay. And then all of a sudden, over the last two years, it seemed like, oh, this is the guy that maybe we thought we were getting in the first place. This guy that is super dialed in, knows how to push the right buttons with his team, knows how to 
knows what he can say to his team and like kind of where he can go and say some things to him that maybe you couldn't say to everybody else. The roster construction is night and day different. And I, right? I, I think it's undersold, too. So not only is our couple of guys on his staff undersold for kind of the – because remember, I, I, and I, I said this forever, like you can't be ra- afraid to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yeah. Or hire people that are smarter than you. Yeah. Right? As, as long as they don't want your job, it's probably going to be okay. And I, I think with his staff – and, and getting defensive-minded. But he gave you glimpses last year because they were like th- two and a half different teams at various points during the season last year. Well, that's why I say the last two years, and he right? Was, no, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And he was so he was kind of able to light switch the way that they mm-hmm. wanted to play a couple of different times. Yeah, pull the levers a little bit. And then I – so what I think was kind of understated was, and we talked about this early was, and maybe it was just because I felt like – Coaches were letting me know that they really liked this team. And I remember doing a show, and I said, I'm not saying that he hasn't liked his teams in the past. Mm -hmm. And then I was guilty of what I get mad at people about. I shouldn't have had to give that quantifier. Right? Oh, you look look pretty today. Oh, I didn't yesterday? (laughs) Robbie loved that beard. What was wrong with it? I'm not saying that he didn't like his – and I shouldn't have to say that I'm not saying he didn't like his teams before. But you you could just tell. And you pit it against what he's saying in the media, what he has said in the media. He's used a couple of names, Mm -hmm. right, which sometimes not used to hearing. Yeah. Although apparently a lot of coaches in college basketball do that now. Well, you know, one of the other guys we saw yesterday, Rick Patino, likes to do that. But well, Fran McCaffrey did it. Yeah. How about Patino rolling with the white when I just was making fun of the all white on Friday? Yeah, I mean, I texted you. He looks like a televangelist. Like he looks uh, like he's going to ask you for some money for a healing, and he's going to fly away <laughs> in his pi- private jet. So it's like um, the the putting it together, and it fits right in my wheelhouse. Because I, I, I value the importance of getting along as a team. Mm-hmm. It is extremely understated. We assume that it happens. We work around it. We, like, I'm just telling you, when you like one another. Makes everything easier. It ma- everything. <sighs> makes everything easier. I, I'm, I'm watching it at the local level, right? Mm-hmm. Where if that team wasn't as connected as they are. Mm-hmm. At Westside, it would be easy for them to be bothered by some some individuals to be bothered by some things that happen during a game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get a little selfish. Yeah. Right? So, but because they like one another. You can get over it. They, they, it's like, ah, oh, we're cool. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out the next time. So, I, I'm a big, I, I said this before about this, this upcoming season, this last season, mm-hmm. or seasons before last, or I'll maybe use – a, a different school that has a lot of other good players. It's not just about having good players. There's been lots of coaches mm-hmm. that have had good players whose teams don't maximize. Who haven't like, won anything. I will say, I I think the fit of the roster, it can go both ways, right? So if you like each other a lot, the roster can tend to fit better, even if the pieces don't necessarily make a ton of sense. I also think it can go the other way, especially when you're kind of Nebraska, you're bringing in a bunch of new guys kind of every other year, you're trying to fit pieces together. Mm -hmm. I think Nebraska's roster making more sense now as a basketball team lends itself to them liking each other. But what if it could be something as simple as, hey, listen, we need to practice better. Right? We, 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 we we, we We need to ratchet up our practice. Insert a guy like Juwan Gary. Mm hmm. Who every time he's on the court, you know he's going to practice a certain way. Yeah, he's going to. Yes, he's going to give you what you need. You couple that with, 
the evolution of his game. Or a guy like Jamarcus Lawrence, mm-hmm. who goes to the bench and then for whatever the reason has accepted the role and plays better. Maybe it was because he saw a guy like C.J. Wiltshire do it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, so the, the, the modeled behavior sure. and kind of how to do things, like that, you can't undersell that kind of stuff. It doesn't ju- he's he's not, I don't think we're giving him near enough credit for the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I, I, th- I think it's crucial. And that's where I, I, I think it is absolutely crucial. Could he have benched Tominaga last year? Could have. No, I don't think so. Uh, what do you mean by benched? If he doesn't like the way that he's playing, he kind of had to live with it and hope that he snapped out of it. Sure. Okay. Right? Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah, I think that's right. Now don't let me talk into it if you disagree. Well, so, I mean, I think we Because kind of, he doesn't anymore. No, but I kind of think we also forget that Tolman, We talked about the defensive lapses last year, yeah. but he's had to stay on the floor because of the offensive firepower. But I think he doesn't have to do that anymore. We also kind of forget until the injuries hit last year, Tominaga wasn't playing this I understand. Role. So, I, like, earlier in the year, he kind of was benching him yeah, because he had other options. Careful, though, because Pelini wasn't playing Levante David either. So don't let that be an indictment. Like, sometimes that just happens. No, I get that. But it's <laughs> you know what I mean. hard to say he couldn't have benched him when he wasn't an integral part of the team at the yeah, but you can't start un- of the season. Yeah, but you can't unknow what you know. It's not like you can say, oh, I didn't see him just go get 30 in about 12 minutes. I know we didn't have that before, but, man, right. going forward, ooh, I didn't just see that. At the end of the season when the injuries were and that's about all he had, like, yeah, he probably couldn't have benched him last mm. year. I think you're selling, I think you're selling what Kay says. Did I think you're selling him a little short? In what sense? Because he, there were times where he was all they had. Right at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm gonna go look it up. I'm yeah, gonna go look yeah, up yeah. the game uh, please, log. Please, please, because please, the way the please, way I recall it, please and, do, and I could be wrong. The way I recall it was Tominaga really didn't emerge until after injuries sort of forced him into his role. Yeah. So for instance, like yeah. when you go get a guy like like Bryce, mm-hmm. Bryce has to have a temperament. And I don't even know if you know this going in. You could probably look at his game mm-hmm. and think, okay, he's a three-level guy. He's efficient. Yeah. Doesn't have to hunt. He could play with a guy that maybe does. Or he could thrive in a guy. Sure. I don't have to. He's low maintenance. I don't have to. You know what I mean? He doesn't need the ball. So, the you, so you, can, you can surround him with different kinds well, uh, uh, of pieces. Because for, for all the – for all the the twenty win stuff and the productivity, I think you got to get inside the pieces. Like, just pick a guy. Three a month ago, a guy that comes in on Fridays mm-hmm. was like, I mean, and he wasn't alone. It was animate. You know, Rink Mass is Nebraska's best player. Mm-hmm. Rick Mass hasn't hasn't really shown up, shown up consistently in about a month. Yeah, for for a hot minute, and it hasn't really mattered. Like, that's important. Yes, I agree. He has to be willing to accept that and still play his game. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to evolve around that and still play your game all while not getting time to figure it out without having to do it on the fly. Like, don't, I don't undersell any of that stuff. That's part of the reason I say the fit of the roster can lend itself to being closer-knit as a team because everybody is – I believe everybody's more comfortable, and I mean that in a good way, not a bad way, when they know their role. 
or when they know what's expected and asked of them. When you're in a situation where you don't necessarily know that, sometimes it's hard to like well, the people Well, I get you. that, uh, the obvious point of that, but sometimes you can't control that in a game. Like, Sil Wiltshire doesn't know if he's going to have to go for 18 and a half. No, but that's not what I mean. We can, we can pick this up. Do you up. know what I mean? I do. I know what you mean. We can pick this up on uh, the other side of the break here. Price. That's DB. We'll I'm Robin Lula. Too, maybe. At least we'll set consistent. the lineup. We got Creighton as well. We got more Hard Hat Sports Radio coming up next.